Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Dead Trend Job. Whoop. Wow. Uh, my name's Jack O'Brien. That's Miles Gray. Oh, man. I miss a good old dead end job. I know, right? I, I've, we've probably done that one before, right? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, well. Hey, hey, if you haven't seen it before, it's new to you. What, uh, let's tell well, that was what's a, trending. That was a must-see TV huh? reference. Uh, in honor of Jerry Stiller, who passed away, I guess, yeah, he was 92, I think? How old was he? Yeah. 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 Some people know him purely just as the father of Ben Stiller. Some people know him as a fantastic comedian, uh, a part of a fantastic duo. Uh, or maybe you know him as uh, Mr. Costanza on Seinfeld. Uh, but either way, a, like a really yeah. uh, fantastic comedian. Yeah, funny, funny dude. Uh, I would definitely take 92 years. If that offer was on the table, I would take 92 years for sure. So All right. shout out to him for... Making it yeah. that long, that's very impressive and just a funny dude. Yeah, and he just made like being a sh- angry, screaming old guy just like a great bit. Like there was this, just in him being upset was brought right. so much joy to me. <laughs> Up next, we got Nelly versus Ludacris. What, what is that? Are they An- doing a, another a battle versus battle of some sorts? Another verse, yes. The versus series has given us another some fantastic. One? Yes, the, quite literally, this is another one. Uh, over the weekend, it was Erica Badu versus Jill Scott, which was fantastic. Uh, the energy of these two, like gods of goddesses of R and B, like just kind of trading tracks, was kind of a departure from the more like aggro, like battle, battle vibe that some of the past uh, versus battles have had. Um, but yes, if you again not familiar with the versus battles, they go on IG Live. Each artist or producer typically trades like 20 tracks with the other one. And then you kind of flex your catalog on the other person to kind of be like, oh, I guess this person's better than the other one. I think in a battle between Nelly and Ludacris, Ludacris wins uh, just from I mean, like Nelly's got some hits, but I feel like Ludacris can probably play some smaller hits, smaller hits, smaller hits, and then begin building for his last 10 Boom. tracks that are just going to be like, you know, yeah. it all dep- I don't know when Nelly's going to deploy EI, you know what I mean? Or where the party at. And can and can he and can he <laughs> right. claim where the party at? Because that's a jagged edge song. So you know, like you know, is that really? Yeah, that's a yeah, just featuring Nelly. But I think yeah, a lot of people want to see some uh, some more producer battles. Like you know, uh, would love to see Dre do some get up, get in there. Who knows against who? Like Pharrell or the Neptunes or something. It could be. There's a lot of like you know. This is why I think this series has been pretty popular because it's just these are like hypothetical things music people talk about all the time, and now we get to see it played out. Yeah, I, uh, one of the more interesting parts for me of the Erica Badu, Jill Scott thing was that they started with that hook, which I think is the best hook of, one of the best hooks of any song ever uh, of that, that mm. Roots song. And it's performed by Erica Badu, but it's, uh, it was written by Jill Scott, which I didn't realize. And like, I, I feel like the same thing with producers, like some people might not realize, like, I feel like there would be a lot of learning going on as people, you know, as a producer presents their catalog as opposed to Ludacris. You know, we know when Ludacris is on a track. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing. She's just been like in the cut for so long. And even prior to that, like she just she people knew who she was by the time, like if in the industry knew who she was by the time she came out as her own artist. So great to you. Love to see it. Julie from Philly. Like you said, it was just like a good digital. It was like a love it to occupy for yeah. a couple hours. Yeah, it was very yeah. loving. 
Where like uh, the, if you watch the Scott right. Storch Manny Fresh one, like Scott Storch is smoking joints so big he like doesn't even know what he's looking at, and he's like, "Okay, man, all right, but what about this?" And you're like, in the in the meantime, you're like, "What are all those people doing in your studio? Aren't y'all sheltering? Uh, whatever, just play the hits." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kobe Pilot yeah. is trending. Well, what's going on with the so, the? I mean, obviously the pilot passed away in the helicopter same, crash. Uh, yeah. Crash. And so. Uh, a spokesperson from Island Express, which was the company that uh, the pilot worked for, just came out with a statement essentially blaming the victims or the other victims who were the passengers for the crash. Quote, any injuries or damages to plaintiffs and or their decedent were directly uh, caused in full or in part by the negligence or fault of plaintiffs and or their decedent including their knowledge and voluntary encounter with the risks involved, and that this negligence was a substantial factor in causing their purported damages for which this answering defendant bears no responsibility. Uh, so I don't know. It's not clear. Mm. They haven't really followed up to say what specifically they did. I don't know if they're trying to say the fact that they wanted to ride a helicopter meant that they were at fault, even though like the LAPD that day right. grounded all of their helicopters. They're like, no, this visibility is absolute. No, we're not. You just can't do this. So I don't know it, that this I'm sure this will play out for much longer than it actually has to. But yeah, that's I think it's the latest sort of development uh, in that saga in terms of Kobe Bryant's passing and all those other people in the helicopter. Right. And who's responsible. So this is like in response to a lawsuit being filed by Vanessa or. Yeah, I, it seems like that's that's. Yeah, because she yeah, Vanessa has a lawsuit just based on the fact that this isn't how people talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's because, yeah, she's um, suing the helicopter company. And I think that's one of the things, because you look at information where all other professionals who are piloting helicopters that day were like, not going to fly today. Right. I think maybe they, the expectation was that a pilot themselves would be like, hey, I'm sorry. So they're basically saying that that yeah. was not our decision. And then finally, Dave Grohl is trending. Uh, well, yeah. I, I'm unfamiliar with this story as well. Dude, so he's just been writing. Uh, he, he was... There's a little piece in the Atlantic that is just a story by Dave Grohl that said the day the live concert returns. I don't know when it will be safe to sing arm in arm at the top of our lungs, but we will do it again because we have to sort of like the subtitle and everyone reading this article. I think we've been so stuck at home longing for like, you know, like the concert is ultimately that's the final piece of the puzzle, like to be able to be like shoulder to shoulder right. with thousands of people indoors my i mean to think about it now i'm like having shivers but like that's really the last thing and because we're all longing for it just dave Grohl, like whether you like his music or not i mean like i think he's just fantastically talented songwriter drummer guitar player whatever but his the way he articulates just sort of the sensation of being at a live show i think is the reason why people are responding to this article right now because it will make you emotional i'm just going to read a couple excerpts this is from Dave Grohl. There is nothing like the energy yeah, yeah. and atmosphere of live music. It's the most life-affirming experience to see your favorite performer on stage in the flesh rather than as a one-dimensional image glowing in your lap as you spiral down a midnight YouTube wormhole. Even our most beloved superheroes become human in person. And then he goes on, not to brag, but I think I've had the best seat in the house for 25 years because I do see you. 
I see you pressed against the cold front rails. I see you air drumming along to your favorite songs in the distant rafters. I see you lifted above the crowd and carried to the stage for a glorious swan dive back into its sweaty embrace. I see your homemade signs and your vintage t-shirts. I hear your laughter and your screams and I see your tears. I have seen you yawn, yeah you, and I've watched you pass out drunk in your seat. I've seen you in the hurricane force winds in 100 degree heat in sub-zero temperatures. I have seen some of you grow older and become parents. Now with your children's day glow protective headphones bouncing on your shoulders. And each night when I tell our lighting engineer to light them up, I do so because I need that room to shrink and to join with you as one under the harsh fluorescent glow. It's like, it's just filled with just stuff yeah. like that and just being like, just, yeah, it's anyone who's missing uh, live music. Yeah, read this Dave Grohl article. It, it definitely helps. Yeah, I feel like music, is, there's something very communal about being not just in a crowd with people, but like singing with them or, you know, being yeah. moved by the same music with them. I feel, you know, that's why we have the national anthem at the beginning of every sporting event is like you're not you're bringing you're bringing the people together all right guys so that is going to do it for this monday afternoon we hope you guys are out there being safe treating each other well washing your hands and staying inside we'll be back tomorrow with a whole new episode and we will talk to you then bye bye